What's going on, everybody? Josh here. We've got an exciting announcement for you all. I know if you've been paying attention, you will have noticed it, but we're working on a rookie draft kit right now. It is in the works. We're almost finished with it, and uh, it'll be coming out here in the next couple weeks, which is really exciting. Uh, the way you can be on the lookout for it is it will go live on our Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash Fantasy Brothers. If you partner with us over there, that will be where the draft kit will drop. If you want to get a leg up on all your friends and kick all their butts, that will be where you'll want to go. So that's enough for me. Let's hop into the episode with Ben. This is, this is a football podcast, man. Meat. Football. Good. Ben, we talk football. We eat burgers. <laughs> Welcome back to the Fantasy Brothers Podcast. Josh Johnson and Ben Watts in the driver's seat with you. We're talking dynasty fantasy football. We're having a good time. Really Ben's happy watching you can't Key and Peele. Really happy you can't hear what we say right up to the recording. <laughs> we keep it G-rated at all times, ladies and gentlemen. At least for this part we do. Who are we kidding? Only men listen to this episode. Or to this podcast. I... Yeah, probably. And there's probably <laughs> only like 10 of those. Oh, geez. No, it's doing pretty good. Is it? I haven't looked it's at the numbers. Doing, it's been doing pretty good recently. Uh, what you been up to? How's your life been? How, how are you? Just as boring as ever. I go to work. Great. I come home. I watch TV until I fall asleep. And you record podcast episodes. Sometimes, sometimes go to the gym when I'm feeling frisky. Hashtag sometimes. I mean, you got to... You gotta, you gotta work on the the belly just a little bit every now and then. You just keep just it enough to keep it in check. You don't want to. You, you we're looking for the dad bod. That's the goal. But you don't want to go past the dad bod. There is right. a fi- there is a fine line between fat and dad bod. I wonder what that line is. I don't know because I'm toting it. I'm just right. <laughs> I'm right there. You're just right living on the edge. Yeah. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. We, uh, we're continuing our top 12 dynasty players, I guess, series. That's what this is. We did top 12 running backs last week. We're doing top 12 receivers this week. We'll probably do quarterbacks next week and then tight ends after that. We might can do quarterbacks and tight ends together. Are there even 12 tight ends worth talking about? I was about to say, we can do those together. <laughs> there, we're gonna do there's quarterbacks no reason to talk about tight quarterbacks ends. Quarterbacks and an tight end? Tight end. Because there's one. There's one. There's Maybe. like four. There's four. Talking. Anyways, this is not a tight end episode. Uh, we got some news to get into before we get into the meat and potatoes. We realized in prep for this episode that narrowing down our top 12 dynasty wide receivers to just 12. Very hard. Is maybe one of the most difficult things we've ever had to do. There we, are so many good players. We to have talk not about. had led difficult lives, apparently. Apparently not. Running this, backs last week. This was the hardest super thing. Easy. Yeah, running backs is easy. This was tough. Not gonna lie to you. Uh, before we get into all that though, let's hop into some news. A couple things worth mentioning, namely off the rip. It circulated all through uh, sports media today. Daniel Jones has said, I guess through his agent, that he wants forty-five million dollars a year in his I'm contract sure he extension does. with the Giants. I would I'm also sure like $45 million a year. He is not going to get it. I I cannot imagine a world where they would pay him $45 million a year. The projected uh, contract, I think PFF put out, was like five years, $200 million. Like, that is a mistake. Yeah, that's... You are going to... And I, I honestly have been a big fan of Daniel Jones, honestly. I like him. At I've kind of always fantasy, liked him. Yeah, yeah, but he ain't worth no forty-five million dollars a year. I could see. So weird, I could see him giving thirty. Do I think he's I worth could see that? 30. Maybe not, but sure, give him thirty. <laughs> he ain't worth thirty. He's trying to get forty-five. 
That's crazy. It's so wild because, like, with the quarterback position, there's no middle market. There's either you're a franchise quarterback and you're worth $50 million or you're a bum that gets paid 20 But there's no there's nobody that makes the in-between money. And so Daniel Jones, who I don't really think he is – he and I mean, Kirk he Cousins are like, like the poster fringe. child for should-be middle quarterback money. The thing is, though, Kirk Cousins is a lot better than Daniel Jones. He throw he's like a four thousand yards, thirty touchdown passes kind of guy. I don't know. He I mean, he, he lost to Daniel in. in the playoffs. He did lose to Daniel in the playoffs, but Daniel Jones, I think he's coming off a year in which he threw for less than twenty touchdown passes and had like three thousand yards passing. The boy's got no wide receivers. He does. His best his best season for touchdown passes is twenty four. Well, who's the I mean, I'm not arguing for Daniel Jones to get forty five million dollars. Let's be clear about that. But who's the best receiver he's ever had to throw to, honestly? Odell. A twenty eight year old Odell with a torn ACL, like Oh, come on. He had Odell before <laughs> he had his torn ACL. <laughs> They paid they <laughs> they paid uh seventy million to Kenny Galladay. Yeah, and Kenny had six was it six catches this year? We talked about it on a, a couple weeks ago. I think it was six. He had six, he had six catches, and he played like I don't know. I know did he play all season? Maybe not, but he played over ten games. He played had enough to not finish catches. with six catches. <laughs> He's terrible. less than one a game. He's so bad. So bad. Uh, so, yeah. Daniel Jones, 145. The franchise tag for quarterbacks this year is 32 and a half. I think he's probably going to get franchised. I was so curious about the situation that at work today, I looked up his career earnings. If he just got the franchise tag and then played one year and retired, he would have made $50 million in his NFL career. And I was like, oh, good grief. He's he's fine. He would not have to work a day in his life if he tries. He already doesn't. He's already made twenty five million dollars. He's he's yeah. good. He doesn't need anything. That's a family fortune but, right uh, there. That's 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 my. I never gonna see that. I tell you that much. We won't ever. Um, we'll, we'll see a fraction of it, but it'd be a very small fraction. Very small fraction. Yeah, like one two hundred millionth. That's bad. That's that's not true. That's I feel uh, like Jets, I feel like that's that's not a good look on us. It's not a good look. No, the Jets very much want Derek Carr. Very very I, I very much do. want Derek Carr. I mean, if I was playing Zach Wilson for an entire season, I would also want Derek Carr. For a certain receiver who may or may not be mentioned on this list, I bet they do want Derek Carr. They need competent quarterback play. That's all they need. Derek Carr is competent. I'll give him that. He's competent. He's not amazing, but he's competent. I think he gets more hate than he really deserves. Yeah, I mean, he is... I think I, He's like a uh, a little bit below Kirk Cousins for me. Let's put it this way. like quality of quarterbacks. As a Falcons fan, like I would be very happy if Derek Carr came to Atlanta kind of thing. Yeah, you had to witness Marcus Mariota and Desmond Ritter. You're like, hey, that was that was miserable. Like, a multi-year starter at this point is an upgrade. Someone who knows he's just not going to burn the ship down. I, I don't even need you to steer yeah. it. Just don't destroy it. <laughs> just don't be the reason we suck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jalen Hurts. Speaking of contracts. It's been said, reported, that he's likely to ask for $50 million a year. thing with Hertz is, if he asks Wait. for $50 million a year, he's probably going to get it. Um, that's a lot of money. I don't, I don't think he should. I don't think he should either. A lot of I people think, are going to hate but, on that, but I don't think he's worth $50 million. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I see if people they sign him, they're going to lose a lot three, of players. A, top three quarterback in the league and I, I'm not there no but I do think he's top 10 for sure he's top 10 yeah I'm and not gonna argue that he probably could put him I mean I'm trying to he's think he's the best like, quarterback where, in that division I put over him yeah that's not saying much um 
<laughs> He's got Daniel Jones, a Dak Prescott, and Sam Howell. That's. I mean, you put Mahomes, okay. Burrow over him, definitely. Yep. I see a lot of people Allen. putting him at three behind, and like Josh mm-hmm. Allen's behind him. Like, there's no chance I'm doing that. Josh Allen no. is firmly three in my mind still. Yep. Um, and I would put Herbert. Herbert, definitely. I would go over him. Um, at five, you can start making the argument with him, Lamar, those kind of guys. Yeah, I'd prefer Jalen Hurts over Lamar right now. Yeah. I think you, I mean, a top five NFL quarterback, probably somewhat deserving of $50 million a year. The problem is, if you pay that much to your quarterback per year, the rest of your team suffers so much. Like, there's so, it's so difficult to build a championship roster when that percentage of your cap goes to a quarterback, and that quarterback is not Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and and I'm not saying this to, I guess, intentionally try to take anything away from Hurts, but the team around him is so incredibly good, that is why they got to the Super Bowl. Like, if you take yeah that defense being so great away, you take maybe the offensive line and the running game out of the situation, they don't get to the Super Bowl. And not trying to say that Jalen Hurts is bad, but, I mean, if you put Daniel Jones in the situation with A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, a top three defense and a heck of a running game, yeah, they I I think they would go, you know, NFC Championship probably. Potentially. Although, the NFC playoff picture was, not going to lie, it was kind of easy. Yeah. And the toughest quarterback he played against was Dak Prescott. Yeah. So. Which is, it's very different from the AFC. Let's put it that way. Uh, Final bit of news. This might have been slept on a little bit, but I think it's pretty notable. Aaron Jones restructured his contract with the Packers. He's going to be a Packer in 2023. He'll make $11 million. Uh, And I guess the other note there is that A.J. Dillon is going to be in a contract year with the Packers. I was hoping Aaron Jones was going to get cut or um, I don't, I guess just cut because I was hoping A.J. Dillon would get a chance to be the featured back. That's probably not going to happen now. Doubt it. Which, I mean, that's going to lose A.J. Brown a lot of money because he's going to be a backup once again in a contract year. A.J. Dillon, yep. Poor, poor guy. He's so good and he just can't. I mean, Aaron Jones is a great player. You can't take him off the field. He's phenomenal. Yeah. But A.J. Dillon is also, I don't know, it's tough. A.J. Dillon is a great player. Aaron Jones is a great player. you got two great players that cannibalize each other. He's just been so, victim of a bad situation. Maybe not a bad situation. Yeah. It's just a tough situation. It's frustrating for fantasy, but they're yeah. they're phenomenal players. Uh, all right. It's the moment we've all been waiting for. This is the meat. Our cumulative. Yeah. It's our cumulative top 12. Uh, we broke this out in tiers. It's very similar to the sort of structure we had for our running backs. What we did was we each put down our top 12 receivers, and then we combined them into a single top 12, and then we'll have a few guys to talk about at the end of the top 12 that are just on the outside looking in maybe they could get into the top 12 if some things change in the offseason but at tier one there's really not a whole lot that needs to be said about these top two guys this is uh, a justin tie, jefferson basically. yeah i mean you can you can make arguments for either one i believe justin jefferson is the number one dynasty wide receiver some people would argue it's jamar chase but i i I won't call you an insane person for saying it's Jamar Chase. They're both phenomenal, uh, but it's Jefferson and Chase at one and two. To to put one above the other, you're you're truly just splitting hairs. I'm I agree with you. I've got Jefferson there, but there is no difference to me. If I were to trade one for the other, what well, it's a straight up trade. That's a lateral move. I mean Jefferson, he's he's the more skilled wide receiver at this moment. He's got the better target share. Um, at least, at least in the full season, it's it's tough to compare him right now because Chase missed games. 
points per game, they were about even. I think Jefferson was like wide receiver three in points per game. Chase was wide receiver four. Um, targets per game, they were about even. Chase probably has more. I mean, he de- not probably. He definitely has a better quarterback. We'll see about the situation going forward. Again, we're splitting cares. They're both incredible. Yeah, they're very, very good. Um, I think what's maybe slept on here, well, I, I don't know. It's splitting hairs. Let's put it that way. It is splitting hairs for sure. Um, Justin Jefferson was wide receiver two in points per game this past year at 21.7 in PPR scoring. Uh, Cooper Cup was number one. No surprises. Obviously. Jamar Chase was at six at 18.6. But also, uh, he dealt with some injury. And he also had the Buffalo game that was a wash. So that was a negative on his points per game. Um, so that 18.6 isn't probably a true reflection. He's probably more in that 19 to 20 range. I can't, I, I won't do the math, but I would assume it's more like 20 ish per game. Yeah, if I think, you don't have I think that on, Buffalo game. on full games he played, not games he left early or because of injuries. So I think he was wide receiver four or five points per game. Yeah, so I mean, that makes sense. But all those those top five, six guys, they're all so close. Like it's negligible. Like, yeah, they're phenomenal. Um, all right, number three. There's a tier break between uh, Jamar Chase at two, and then our three is C.D. Lamb. There's only two guys uh, in this CD, tier. Too. There are two guys. Yeah, I guess these two guys to me feel really similar as well. C.D. Lamb and A.J. Brown. Um. There's it's another a bit like splitting hairs between those to two, had, though. To decide yeah, which I mean, one you, I prefer. If you look at points per game this past year, CD Lamb averaged 17.7, AJ Brown 17.6. <laughs> they were point identical. One. <laughs> point 0.1 difference. Uh they were they had the same season essentially. Um the thing is though, this is where I personally prefer AJ Brown of the two. But there's, there's a couple arguments to go either way here. A.J. Brown is two years older, um, and C.D. Lamb potentially could have a receiver come in opposite him. Devonta Smith is obviously there in Philadelphia. I don't know how you feel about these two. Um, to me, A.J. Brown feels like, in terms of talent, I, beyond Jefferson and Chase, I think he's the third most talented receiver in the NFL. Oh, yeah, if we're... Again, it's 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 just very we keep saying it's a splitting hairs thing. Um, he is the better player as of this moment. No no question in my mind there. Um he does have target competition and Devonta Smith. Devonta Smith was the wide receiver nine this past year. And outside of touchdowns, he and AJ Brown really put up a, the exact same season. Um they both had yards. Um Devonta Smith had more catches, but A.J. Brown's the third best wide receiver in the league. However, he is a little bit older. Um, As of right now, CD is the only show in town. It's, I don't know. Yeah. If you pick one or the other, I'm not going to argue with you. Yeah, Brown to me just feels like a archetypal fantasy football receiver. He had only 145 targets, which you say only. I mean, that's a lot of targets, but... yeah. For elite receivers, you're looking at 145 plus. Uh, all the guys around him, like CD, had 156. He's at the floor. Yeah, he's at the the bottom end of the targets you're going to see from elite receivers. But he turned those 145 targets into 1500 yards and 11 touchdowns. Um, he just does more with his targets than, honestly, outside of Jamar Chase, and he might even do more with them than Jamar Chase does. It's that sort of, if you throw him 170 balls, he could catch 100 of them, but that those 100 catches will turn into like 1,700, 1,800 yards and like 16 touchdowns. Like if he got Cooper Cup volume, the numbers that you would get out of him, are they would be stupid. Yeah, he and Jamar, um, I, I would still get the nod to Jamar, but AJ's incredible. Just they they make plays with the ball in their hands. It's, it's unreal how athletic and just skilled those guys are at that yeah uh cd also i mean he is he's an incredible talent um 
he had 156 targets, 107 catches, 1,300 yards, nine touchdowns. He proved he's an alpha. All the questions about him coming into the year, he had sort of disappointed the past couple years. He got all the volume, and he was incredibly effective with the volume. Um, with him, it's just a matter of can he keep it up? Are they going to bring in target competition? Can Dak continue to support a legit wide receiver one? And, uh, you know, outside of that, there's really no question. CD's 23 years old, and he's already a stud. Yeah. So yeah, this he's great. No need to spend a whole lot of time here. If you like one of these guys over the other, go for it. Yeah. Uh, all right. There's a tier break after the two of them, and this is where it really starts to get interesting. Tier three, we have four guys in tier three. Yeah, all of these guys five, are, are just right next to each other, I think. They are very, very similar. It's at this point, though, in the tiers when you start to... I think you're valuing current production versus uh, upside a little bit. Uh, at five, though, we've got Jalen Waddle. He has Can had... Away. Waddle, Waddle. Okay. <laughs> I, with him, uh, maybe outside of Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase, he's had one of the best two-year stretches coming into the league that I this can remember. This dude would be at wide receiver three if it weren't for Tyreek Hill. Yeah. He would be in he for tier sure two, would. maybe bottom of tier one. I, yeah. There's a possibility he is very even with CD, maybe even above CD. He probably w- I would prefer Waddle over CD, to be honest, if there was no Tyreek there. I would, too. That's what I'm saying. Like he, he hurt a lot of people's hopes and dreams, but it really didn't hurt it that much because this dude is so good. He's still at five. He's ridiculous. And he was the wide receiver, too, on his own team. And he put up... Uh, what, what did he finish? Was it the wide receiver seven um, this year? Let's let's he let's finish at seven in standard, yeah. eight in PPR. Yeah, top ten season with Tyree Kill almost breaking records. Yeah, he. Uh, it's so funny because like, it's a tale of two seasons. His first two years, his first season as a rookie, he had 140 targets, just over a thousand yards. He had 9.7 yards per catch. Then this past year, he has 117 targets, but he has 1,356 yards, 18.8 yards per catch. Yeah. So he, he doubled that yards per catch with the addition of Tyree Kill. The offense opened up a bunch. Um, Mike McDaniel really got things rolling for him. The only thing with Waddle is this past year, obviously Tua was injured for, you know, pretty decent portion of the season and Tyree Kill was new in town uh, but Waddle was wide receiver 13 in points per game this past year little inconsistent but again to be expected when you've got a Tyree Kill in town yeah uh, Tyree Kill for the record was wide receiver 3 in points per game at 20 so he was they, they sort of benefited each other in a way I think Jalen Waddell has – it's going to be really difficult because I don't know how much you can expect 1,300 yards every single year with him because I would imagine the NFL is going to catch up to what they're running on offense. And also Tyree Kill, he's – what is he, 28 right now? So he's not – he's probably yeah. got another three really good years in him, I would imagine. Yeah, we'll – I mean, Tyreek, yeah, he'll be on the list. We'll get to him later. But I, I have some questions, not big questions about him, but some. And we'll kind of we'll kind of dive into those later. So Waddle at five. At six, we've got Cooper Cup. This I don't care is, how old he is. I mean, <laughs> he's, he's, what is he, 28? He's, 20, but he he's is, 29 right now. Okay. So probably for the next two... I would say the next three years. Yeah, I think he's got three. Cooper Cup. Yeah, I would imagine he's going to be a top three fantasy receiver for the the next three years. That's take sort of the, where I'm at with it. Take points per game. Number one. Like, yeah. Jefferson was, was not... I mean, he was fairly close, but not as close as you think, I, I don't think. Uh, he had, like, no. No bad games this year. His worst game? No. 16 points. 16 points. That's insane. 31, 31, 16, 26, 25, 16, 22, 26, and then he got hurt, 
in week 10. Are you kidding? I forget. Are just, you like, kidding you me? You forget just how good this dude Are you is. Kidding me? He's putting up 2016 Christian or 2019 Christian McCaffrey numbers, a wide receiver. Oh my God! He real. I mean, that's that's genuinely what this is. So obviously, in 2021, he was amazing. Averages 25.9 fantasy points per game. This past year, he uh, regresses to a measly 22.4 fantasy points per game which Get is a him full, off my roster. almost a full point <laughs> it's almost a full point more than justin jefferson who finishes the wide receiver one yeah it is yeah cooper cup does not foolish bust. i don't think he, he's had a single bus game in the last two years it's it's gonna be again like i don't i, I haven't made it my mind in my head i guess but when I'm on the clock and I'm staring down Justin Jefferson or Cooper Cup next year in redraft, I don't know. I really don't. I'll give you, in PPR, this is going to be the dumbest thing you've ever heard in your entire life. Cooper Cup has not scored single digits in any game that he has played the full game the last two years. He has... Zero bust games. His worst game is 11.4. And in perspective, that's his worst game by far. Yeah. His other... Yeah. He has no... (laughs) My God. He's got three games under 20 fantasy points in PPR. No, four games. Sorry. Four games under 20 fantasy points, I think, in PPR scoring the past two years. I hate Cooper Cup. <laughs> that's that's so good. I ain't had him one time, and I have just been destroyed by this man. <laughs> oh, and the thing incredible. is that the Rams have no no cap space. They have no, no. draft picks, so this no. is their team for minimum the next two years. McVay's back. Um, hopefully, Stafford should return to more or less be fine. He's still like 34, 35 years old. Um, let me double check. So I, I'm not expecting, once he's healthy, a big drop-off from him. I think he can return to um, you know, pretty reasonable numbers. So I, I don't see this, this getting worse for Cup anytime soon. No, I don't either. Um, I think when McVeigh was rumored to potentially not be coming back i was a little worried about it uh but cooper cup is he's going to be just fine as long as mcveigh is his coach and honestly as long as there's competent quarterback play like matthew stafford hasn't been incredible but he's been good enough and uh obviously he is homed in on cooper cup yeah which is amazing for fantasy football so romance like no other six it's it's that coffee in the morning man yeah at seven, things get a little difficult. We landed on DK Metcalf as our dynasty wide receiver seven. He's pretty good. He's I, I, I don't I don't know. I've just I've just heard about him. Never never <laughs> seen him. Uh, DK is the height weight speed freak of uh, the past few years. He uh, you know. Obviously hasn't been a top five receiver the past couple of years. Russell Wilson got hurt in 2021, didn't play the full year. Uh, and then DK this past year was the wide receiver 16 in PPR, which I think was a bit surprising in a positive way for a lot of people just because they didn't expect the offense to be any good. They expected G- uh, Gino to be terrible. And um, DK yeah, had 140 took, targets, 1,000 yards. If you took DK, you probably were pretty happy with it. Yeah, I mean, all things considered, his draft price wasn't too crazy. I think people uh, faded him a decent amount. And he ended up not crushing his draft price, but being... I mean, he finished wide receiver 16, so I think people were drafting him higher than that. But still, um, you know, he, he had a solid year. And the thing with him is he's 25, so he is right there in that A.J. Brown 
uh, age range. And I think he is a physical freak in a similar way that AJ Brown is. Yeah. I 100% agree. So Tyler Lockett's also getting older. So there's that bit to kind of keep in mind. I think Tyler Lockett is, Lockett 31 is so good. Now. He's still good. Yeah, and he never. He's still good, and he never ever takes hits. Yeah, it's the craziest thing. Yeah, he I don't does not get hit. Yeah, I don't know. It's wild. Uh, DK at seven. Is there anything you really want to pinpoint? I mean, D- it feels pretty self-explanatory. Like he is. I feel like a you can expect nature. Yeah, the same thing year in and year out for DK. He's not going to have the the safest floor, but he's got a great ceiling. Um, I don't know if Geno's ever going to give him a top five season. However, I'm very happy with consistent top 15 play from a guy who can get me 35, 40 points on any given week. Yeah. He can certainly do that. Uh, so at eight, final guy in this tier three, we have Stefan Diggs. Let's go, Stefan. He has, I mean, he's been so good. He's the same age as Cooper Cup. For so many years. I think he's a little bit younger. That's crazy. I feel like Cup is older, but I guess, I mean, they're both 29 years old. I think Cup is older. Like, Diggs just turned 28. So, Cup's a a little bit older, I guess. Um, Don't know if it really matters. He'll be, he'll be third. He'll turn 30 during this year, I think. Okay. But he's under contract until I think he's under contract until 2027. They can get out of the contract in 2025, though I mean, he's so good right now. I don't think they really care. No. So yeah, I, Man, I mean, Diggs, I'm looking at like he gets now that he his 3 years in Buffalo, he's averaging basically 160 targets, 100 and Check. 10 catches a year and Check. like 13, 1400 yards every year. He's checking every single box. Yeah. I mean, for the next, is, next two, two years minimum, he's the, he's a top five wide receiver year in and year out. For sure. After that, it'll get and a that's little where, bit interesting, but I still think he's got plenty of good football left. Yeah. And that's where these tiers get so difficult because like Jalen Waddle, DK Metcalf are up here and they're younger. I mean, they're a full, in DK's case, four, four years four younger than years, Cup yeah. and Diggs. And with Waddle, he's 23, so he's a, he's six years younger than these other two guys. So you're looking at what I rather have the future six prime years of Waddle or like the next two for Cup and Diggs. That's tough to figure out. With DK, like if, I mean, Gino was good enough to support a good, not amazing season from DK. The thing with him is, like, if he gets 145 targets from a good quarterback, he's going to finish top five. Yeah. We already saw it with Russell Wilson. He got 130, and he finished as, I think, the wide receiver four in 2019, if if I'm correct there. I believe so. Something like that. I got to find him. Um. I think he was five. He finished with wide receiver five. Yep. Yeah. Wide receiver five in 2020. Uh, and that was with 129 targets. That was 1,300 yards, 10 touchdowns. So, like, if if Tyler Lockett is not, you know, the a 130-target guy himself, DK gets you, if you give him 145 targets from a great quarterback, he's going to be incredible. So, it's just... You're kind of picking your poison here in this tier. These are guys that uh, they're very good, all of them, but you kind of have to weigh what you want from those uh, receivers. Yeah, it'll depend on your team makeup, but it's yeah, they're just, they're going to be good no matter no matter where you've got them. Yep. All right, tier four. There are four guys in this one as well that will round out the top twelve. We've got T. Higgins at number nine. Should and be I in tier three. The floor to Ben. Should be in tier three. I had T. Higgins higher. Um, yeah, I just, I'm not as. I don't know what what the word I'm looking for is. He's T. Higgins is just great. He's 24 years old. Um, yes, there's been injury concerns. There's obviously the concern that he's not the top wide receiver on his own team. I don't really care. 
um, that he's not the top guy. Jamar Chase is incredible, but Joe Burrow is his quarterback. He consistently puts up when he's healthy. There's been games. Um, he got hurt in week one, had to come out, put up four points. Um, there was the Baltimore game where he left early. There was the Cleveland game where I don't really put that one on T. Higgins because they didn't tell us until after the game started that he was hurt. Yeah. So he didn't play in that game, put up zero points. But when he's healthy, you got 19 points, um, 14 points, 25 points, 10 points, 14, 13, 13, 23, 24, 12, 16, 26. When T. Higgins plays, he's great, plain and simple. He's 24 years old. It will The thing to watch will be do um, the Bengals trade him, do they let him walk, do the contract. I still think that they're going to move money around. I think Burrow takes a relatively team-friendly contract to keep guys like Higgins and Chase in place. And even if he goes somewhere else, he's shown he can be an alpha wide receiver in the games that Chase missed. The year before Chase even got there, he was great. So I think I think Higgins, either if he stays or goes, is going to be a fantastic. Yeah, I think I think he's a great talent. Um, the issue is, I think Jamar Chase being a even greater talent. You know, like I've I've been thinking about the potential scenarios with T Higgins. Like if he goes somewhere else in free agency. What does that look like versus if he stays and spends the next four, five, six years as a bangle? Obviously, if he's going to be a bangle, he's a lock for a thousand plus yards every season, probably between six and, you know, 12 touchdowns every year. I think the thing with him is I just can't see a ceiling um, that a couple of these other guys could get to. I can't see him having a 1300 yard season unless Jamar Chase got hurt. I'd see him being like 1,100 yards, seven touchdowns every year, which is really good. And uh, it's good for a wide receiver one season every year. He'll finish top 12 as long as he's healthy. I just don't see You're him getting better into the than top DK five. Metcalf. See, I can see DK being a top five wide receiver. I see DK having uh, a bigger potential ceiling. In my in my mind, I think he and DK are very similar. They're very close. Yeah, I th- I, there was an argument on Twitter the other day with a lot of people weighing in, where it's like, do you prefer DK or Higgins uh, for Dynasty? And the poll that they ran that had a few thousand votes preferred Higgins. I think I I'd, would prefer DK. I think I prefer you Higgins. You would prefer Higgins. This was a composite list, so compromises had to be made. Yeah. I I had Higgins over DK. So. But they're similar. I will give you yeah, that. They I'm are not, similar. I'm not going to sit here and make a big deal if somebody wants, like, I prefer DK. Like, I'll make my argument for T. Higgins, but it's not – I'm not going to fight you that hard. Yeah. All right. At number 10, we have Amon Ra St. Brown. The sun god. Remember how low we were on this guy last year? Yeah, we uh, – we at least at the Fantasy Brothers, we will admit our own mistakes. And we we missed – <laughs> we, we missed we big time <laughs> oh did we whip uh amon ra he is a slot sun god he is a very very good nfl receiver target there are a couple monster. question marks though dude holy crap so many targets what did he get 145 and he missed like three games yeah he's ridiculous i mean he's getting like 11 plus targets per game he had this past season 146 targets, and you're right. He missed. Uh, he missed I'm one at the games. game. He missed one but game. He was injured in week seven at Dallas. He only so played 32 that, percent of snaps against New England in week five. So obviously he got hurt in that game. Yep. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Basically, twelve targets, three games twelve targets, nine targets, ten himself. targets, nine targets, eleven, ten, twelve, nine, ten, thirteen. Good. <laughs> He's, he's incredible. I think the thing with him is he is a lower yards per catch kind of guy, and he's probably not going to score a ton of touchdowns. Uh, he's going to be more of a targets, receptions, yards kind of receiver. 
I don't necessarily see him ever having a 1,400, 1,500-yard season. Yeah, he only went over 100 can, yards three times this year. And you would think with if yeah. you're you're getting 12 targets a game, I mean, guys like Jamar Chase, they'll have 1,000-yard games. Right. So he's, he's not going to be that. Uh, and they also have Jamison Williams on the roster, and the jury is still out on him. We don't really know what Jamison Williams is yet. I still think Amon Ra is going he, – he's going to be great. He's going to be a very integral part. And Williams, I'm just not sold on. I think he's going to be valuable to the team in Detroit as the field stretcher. But I don't know if he's much more than that. I could be wrong, but I'd, I'm not sold on him. Which I do think – It's great for Amon Ra. Yeah, I do think Jameson Williams will factor in – a pretty decent amount next year. Um, I don't think Jamison Williams is going to be their wide receiver one, but I can see Jamison Williams scoring more fantasy points than Amon Ra in the next couple of years. I don't know if it'll happen next year. Again, I don't know how good he is, and that, that that's such a big factor in the Amon Ra St. Brown discussion. Amon Ra could go up on this list if Jamison Williams isn't good, or he'd go down on this list. Yeah, I mean, if Jamison Williams goes and gets 120 targets, that's 120 targets that Amon Ra doesn't get. Targets. I could totally see him doing that. I mean, prior to the ACL injury in the college football playoff, Jamison Williams was the wide receiver one in the dynasty class, in the real-life NFL draft. He was the guy uh, for that wide receiver class, and all the dudes that were around him turned out to be great and are kind of on this list or close to it. Yeah, I I never, I mean, I I guess I never really bought in too much with Jamison Williams. I always had London, Wilson, and Olave over him. As of now, I'm right. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I just don't see the archetype that Jamison Williams fits into being super valuable for fantasy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's going to be tough, and it's not really a Jamison Williams thing right now. But, uh, you know, with I'm talking Rod, about Jamison Williams here. This is Amon yeah, spot. We're, we're talking too much about Jamison. With Amon Ra, I think you can expect, you know, 80 to 100 catches, 1,000, 1,100 yards every year. Touchdowns will fluctuate. If he scores a bunch, obviously he scores a lot more fantasy points on a season. He's probably a low wide receiver one for me for the foreseeable future. Yeah, with with a high ceiling. I mean, he started out this year and people were like, okay, this is Cooper Cup now. Yeah, and I'm not willing to go there. But I do think he is a very, very good player. He's 23, too. Yeah. So, And it's, I mean, a, he it's is, a great offense they're on. Yeah, that offense is going to be – I mean, I don't know if it'll be like a top five offense, but it'll be like a roughly top ten offense in the NFL. The offensive line's incredible. Jared Goff is competent. They got a running game. Um, you don't you, know, you don't want to say his name, do you? I, I, I don't want to say his name. Say it. I don't want to talk about DeAndre Swift. Swift. This is Almond Ross, <laughs> this is Almond Ross St. Brown's moment. Okay. Anyways, uh, number 11. Mr. Tyreek Hill. The cheetah. He averaged 20 fantasy points a game this past year. He is 28 years old. We might be too low on him. We might be. He might be a lot closer to Cooper Cup than we want to give him credit for. Looking at it, I I feel like we're too low on Tyreek Hill. We might be. I mean, this might be adjusted here soon. The thing, though, with him is it's really a question about Tua because with Tua, Tyreek was... I mean, Tyreek was good pretty much regardless, but with Tua, he was on pace to break Calvin Johnson's single-season receiving record. Yeah, he was going to hit 2,000. And then when... Yeah, he was, he was absurd. But then Tua got hurt, missed a few weeks, and it was Teddy Bridgewater and uh, Skylar Thompson. And Tyreek was good but not not elite and so i think this is somewhat a matter of who's the quarterback do you buy into tua if you don't buy into tua you're also not really buying into tyreek that just kind of as part of the package deal jalen waddle's also there and he's incredible 
So there's there's just a lot to kind of go through with that. The age, I guess, worries me slightly just because um, as he gets older, he's just he relies on his athleticism so, so much that if that starts to slip, you'll see, a, I think, a relatively big dip in production. Whereas guys higher up on the list with, you know, Stefan Diggs, Cooper Cup, they're so more just precise skill guys that I, I think their longevity will be better. Yeah. The final guy in our top 12. It was tough. I think, I, uh, dude. It was tough. This back end of this top 12 is so incredibly difficult because it feels like you're splitting hairs. Message us on Discord, Instagram. Yell at us for this list because we'd love to talk to you all about it because this was really hard for us too. Number 12, we got Garrett Wilson. Yeah. Dude's just he's just so talented, man. He's so good. I I'm not trying to sell my secrets here, but I'm trying to go buy Garrett Wilson where I can get him in Dynasty Leagues. I, I would I don't think, agree with you. I don't think the market has caught up to Garrett Wilson. At least in Dynasty. I think people know he's good, but I don't think people realize quite how good he is. This dude, if he gets a ha- a competent quarterback, he's going to absolutely explode. I think if they get Aaron Rodgers, if they get Derek Carr even. He's top 10. Like, well, it's re- not that he's top 10. Redraft. He's top like, 10. oh, yeah, redraft top 10. Yeah, it's, but it's not just that. Like, he is at 12 right now. If they get Derek Carr, I'm looking at putting uh, Garrett Wilson, like, in that Jalen Waddle, DK, Cooper Cup, Stephon Diggs range. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with for you. For Dynasty. I'm... He had 147 targets this past year, 1,100 yards, with a non-Zach Wilson quarterback throwing him the ball. He averaged 11 targets a game. Was unbelievable. Yeah, talent-wise, this dude is... Talent-wise, he's in Tier 2 with CD and A.J. Brown. He's that good. Quarterback is literally the only thing holding him back. Like, his, his rookie year... I mean, target-wise and stuff, obviously touchdowns played a big factor because of the quarterback play is not far from what Jamar Chase did last year. Right. So. Yeah, I mean, he had 83 for 1,103 and four. Obviously, you would like those touchdowns to come up. But I think... Your best quarterback's Mike White. Exactly. We are talking about a guy who produced an 1,100-yard season with Zach Wilson, Mike White, and Joe Flacco as his quarterbacks. You know, CeeDee Lamb, up until this past season, had produced an 1,100-yard year with Dak Prescott. He had also produced a 900-yard year. So basically, Garrett Wilson in year one was already what CeeDee was a year ago. And then CeeDee goes out and gives you 1,300 yards. As a, in my mind, Garrett Wilson is C.D. Lamb pre-elite breakout. Yeah. Like, he's right there, and I'm kind of expecting it, and I haven't gotten burned by him yet, so I'm not kind of jaded on him. If they have average quarterback play, he's going to be so good. I mean, Jamar Chase as a rookie, uh, 128 targets, which is less than um, Garrett Wilson. 81 catches, less than Garrett Wilson. He had 1,400 yards, which is a lot. 13 touchdowns, which is a lot. And this is not knocking Jamar Chase because we've already talked about how phenomenal a talent he is. But Garrett Wilson, like he, that was with Joe Burrow. And T. Higgins yeah. on the other side taking up targets. He had Elijah Moore, who everyone was questioning throughout the season, why did he just drop off the map? So Garrett Wilson was the guy by far. Yeah. I mean, I thought... Elijah Moore was a good player you thought prior you, to this year. You had him ahead of Garrett Wilson going into this year. 100% I did. I did not. And I was wrong. <laughs> Victory lap. I did lap. not realize how good Garrett Wilson was. Oh, I was. Dude's crazy. Garrett Wilson's a beast. He's phenomenal. Um, yeah, I, I'm very, very in on Garrett Wilson where I can get him. I'm trying to acquire him. Hasn't quite happened yet the way I'd want it to because I got no rookie shares of him. That was the problem. Yeah, uh, I ended up with Kenneth Walker, Brees Hall, but no Garrett Wilson. It's wild so to have a guy to... like that with that level of a rookie season 
and you still have an opportunity to buy him. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Those those are the top 12, but there are a couple guys that I think we do need to mention here. We've got five players worth doing just a brief once over um, that are either going to be top 10 receivers in the next couple of years or have already produced at that level or are right on the cusp of that. If we could expand um, tier four, we would have these guys more than likely in it. Exactly. So the the first guy out was Devontae Adams. Obviously, he is one of the you know five best receivers in the NFL right now. The only reason he's at 13 for us is age. He's 30. And who's his quarterback? Uh, Don't know. Exactly. We have we have no clue who the Raiders quarterback is going to be. That factors in. Um, I would imagine, you know, Der- he was still incredible with Derek Carr. There's no questions about his talent. He's a freak. He's he's just he's, he might be the best receiver in the NFL. Yeah, he's, he's just incredible. I mean, obviously he's super talented. He's just so good. He he's he's he is one of the guys is actually a magician. I don't understand when I'm watching Devontae Adams and suddenly, you know, they'll you know, you're watching the quarterback and they he throws the ball and they pan over and Devontae Adams is just standing by himself. Like you <laughs> you you understand how good he is as a defense. Why is he unguarded? Yeah. He's he's so put five guys on. I don't care. Like he, <laughs> he just leaves he made people. it that way. He loses people in coverage. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, Devontae, he's incredible. He's a Hall of Famer. He's there because of age and quarterback questions. Next guy we need to talk about, Devonta Smith. He's really good. I, I love He's Devonta really, Smith. really good. I think some of the questions with him, he had, an, he had a phenomenal season this past year. I think he finished wide receiver nine. Um, yeah. Jalen Hurts is about to get paid. They're probably going to lose some of these pieces that were a part of the Super Bowl run. They might lose. I'm worried he uh, could be the odd man out. Well, I mean, yeah, eventually. You know, I don't think not, that's an not issue in the next for, couple of years, but you know, when his contract time comes. Yeah. Um, AJ Brown's yeah. already gotten his money, and it was a lot. I, when we talked about Jalen Hurts going to get his money, that they're going to have some cap issues coming up very soon. The Eagles will. Yeah. I mean, they're already going to lose probably an offensive lineman or two. They're going to lose a lot of players off that defense. I I, I would imagine they're going to be very, very good again the next year, the Eagles. Um, it's just a matter of like how efficient are they going to be? How good is that run game going to be? Where are they going to where are they going to spend their draft capital to sort of patch some of these holes that free agency is going to put in the in the team makeup? Yeah. Uh, but that aside, Devonta Smith is an incredible talent. He is. I mean, he's a, what did he have, 1,200 yards last year? He's, you cannot deny he's the same a great amount of targets player. as A.J. Brown, really. Yeah. He's not so, as physically dominant and explosive, but he's, you know, the guy, he's just open. He's going to catch everything. Got a really good connection with Jalen Hurts. So he's the two, but he's going to put up one numbers. Yeah. Yeah. I think the only reason why he's not a, you know, top eight guy here is obviously it's AJ Brown is there and AJ Brown, AJ Brown is, is he's a black hole. And, you know, the world revolves around AJ Brown a little bit. Devonta Smith is great though. Uh, Chris Olave, another guy we got to mention. We sang the praises of Garrett Wilson. Chris Olave had pretty much an identical yes. rookie year. Feel, he had feel, like feel 75. What did he have? Like, 75 and like 1,050, so it was like 50 less yards and, he and like missed five touchdowns. He did. He did. He also had terrible quarterback play himself. So I think if you can go buy Chris Olave, you should probably be trying to do that too. I have a feeling that the sentiment around Chris Olave is a little bit rosier than it is with Garrett Wilson, sort of I considering don't, the I circumstances. Don't know why, too. The circumstances are the same, and I... Chris Olave is great. I think Aaron was a little bit better, but he's he's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He's very, very good. Very, very good. Great rookie year. I you just you don't want to take for granted these rookies that come in and immediately put up thousand yard seasons. It it 
it used to not happen, and now we're seeing it happen a lot. But and they're doing it with subpar quarterback play on bad offenses. Well, these guys are—they're being drafted ridiculous. into being the wide receiver one, so they're just you know right out of the gate, week one, we're giving you ten targets, kind of thing. Yeah, and that that just used to not happen. Uh, two guys left. Number one, he's the rookie wide receiver one coming into the NFL. We are incredibly high on him collectively. Jackson Smith and Jigba, great. I think is going to be a phenomenal NFL wide receiver. He's uh, he's probably going to primarily work out of the slot in the NFL, but he checks pretty much every box you would want to check. You obviously can't forget two years ago, he outplayed both Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave at Ohio State. They, uh, it was Jackson Smith and Jigba was the best wide receiver on that team. They will tell you that. Uh, he is, some of this is dependent on which team he gets drafted to, but he's, he's really good. Yeah, the community, I feel like, has kind of soured on JSN. And I, yeah, I don't know why. I guess it's because he was injured this past year. Um, in college, I'm not really super concerned about that unless, I mean, I guess it could continue. I, I, I don't know. I, where's, we have not soured on JSN. We'll put it that way. We have not. Final guy to mention here, Drake London, another <clears throat> member of that trifecta of rookie wide receivers that came in and he was phenomenal considering the circumstances for your Atlanta Falcons. Gave you like 700 yards, four tutties. I think considering Again, in an that offense, offense that throws the ball eight times a game, yeah, that's <laughs> that's real good. He was the leading receiver for a team that was anemic throwing the ball. Like you know, the Jets didn't have great quarterbacks. the uh, The Saints didn't have great quarterbacks. The Falcons pretended they didn't have a quarterback for much of the year. They just didn't throw the ball. The Falcons also like to pretend that their quarterback situation's fine. Right, yeah, <laughs> Marcus Mariota is he's the guy. Marcus Mariota yeah. leaves the team. Desmond Ritter is fine. He will he will do just not just fi- just nicely. No, he won't. No, he's bad. He's real bad. And uh, yeah, Drake London. The I twin think that he is a target hog of Kyle Pitts and Drake London. I am super excited for. All you need competent NFL just quarterback. Someone, play. anyone. You could use Jimmy Garoppolo. Yes, I mean that would be anybody. Great. That we would have be we have a great running game. Like I. Normally, I feel like you'd be kind of iffy on someone like a Derek Carr coming to your team. Like, I think we could make we would make the playoffs with Derek Carr because Arthur Smith has put in a very excellent running game. And again, you have the twin towers out there. Kyle Pitts and Drake London are they're great. And you are in possibly the worst division division. next year. (laughs) You get an average quarterback and you just you automatically win that division. Yeah, the quarterback that they sign, if they sign one, would be the best quarterback in that division. Yeah. That's mind-boggling. So, yeah, Drake London, he is, I think he's set up to be like a 25 to 30% target share kind of player on a team that hopefully they pass the ball more than 20 times a a game. That would be nice. Yeah. But uh, Drake London's very, very good. And uh, if they start throwing the ball a little bit more, I think you'll see him finish as a wide receiver one. Yeah, easily. Anybody else that uh, you want to mention before we hop out of here? I don't think I got anybody. Amazing. Me neither. Uh, That'll do it for this one. We'll see you guys next week. If you enjoyed the episode, check us out on Instagram at fantasybrothers underscore. We're on Twitter at fantasybros underscore. And uh, if you want to partner with what we're doing here, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash fantasy brothers rookie Quick draft note guide. we got the yeah we got the rookie draft guide coming out here soon we've been working hard on it uh we'll release it on patreon for you all as well so you want to partner up with us on patreon we're gonna have like what 36 40 player profiles mock drafts a whole bunch of information for you it's gonna to be dominate good. your rookie drafts it's gonna be a fun time we're excited about it new for us uh, branching out a little bit more we'll probably have full um, wide receiver rankings too on the Patreon for the Dynasty 
yep. uh, along with the running backs, and we'll kind of release that along with quarterbacks once we do that. It's going to be a fun time. Yeah. That'll from this one. We'll see you next week. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Brothers Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode and want to connect to us, follow us on Instagram at fantasybrothers underscore or on Twitter at fantasybros underscore. If you want to support the show, you can do that at Patreon forward slash fantasybrothers.